What's up, Sneeko? Hey, that was a dope intro. I want to do I want one like that. I appreciate it. I could uh, I could put it in the uh, Reface app and just put your face over mine. If and, you know, you can use it if you want. <laughs> hey, I won't tell anybody. What are you smoking, man? Uh, cigar. Yeah. What? What? What kind? The kind that I pretend like I know what it is, but it looks cool <laughs> in the case, and so I just buy, grab a bunch of random ones. I like medium and heavy cigars. I think this is a this is a Hupman. I don't know. Cool. Cool, man. I um I didn't know anything about cigars, but I uh, I went to college in Nashville and got in with an older crowd of guys that would smoke cigars together every week. And I fell in love, man. I'm a tobacco fiend. I noticed that about people who are based, there's always, there's always a cigar involved. Pretty much everybody. I mean, you know, it's just criticism about Crowder or criticisms about Andrew Tate or, um, but every time I see somebody that I agree with for the most part, it's like there's a cigar involved. So I think we're going to get along. It's nice to meet you, Chase. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too, man. Yeah, there is something to that. I don't. I, I wonder what it is. Like, obviously, a cigar is something that's sort of like reserved for a certain socioeconomic class because it's not the cheapest thing in the world. You gotta have to like kind of know the spots to smoke one, uh, unless you're just smoking one at home. So there's something about it. Like, it's, it's like it's really associated with business networking, at least in the South. When I noticed that when I moved to the South. Yeah. But I don't know. My dad told me. My dad was born in '49, and he told me that. There used to be a th- there used 49? to be a time where, 1949, yeah. They well, had how old are you? I'm 32. 32. Wow. Yeah, they had me when they were 41. White They're people be waiting. White people wait. <laughs> I mean, they didn't wait. That was the last one. <laughs> they just kept rolling. But um, he said that when they when you would fly on the plane, like the stewardess would hand you two cigarettes and like a little paper like wrap as part of the flight, like you know, with your cookie or whatever. They'd hand you some cigarettes. So you just I, smoke. I saw them. A meme the other day and you could see like back in the day in the 50s all the people in suits with the nice hats on people got dressed up like full meals in front of them and like women are dressed up nice and then now it's just like you're on a spirit airlines flight and people are fighting and pulling weaves and they're getting yeah. like, couples are refusing to get everyone's getting deplaned like, nah get the fuck off me bitch like that's <laughs> that's sweatpants yes that's that's the airline now yeah you know it's crazy i am um, i'm a big fan of the show uh, mad men did you ever watch that show yeah, a little bit. Um, but I don't really romanticize the 60s and 50s like that. Uh, it's just not. Sure. But yeah, I, I understand. I understand the appeal. I understand. It. Were you in like a the debate club in high school? Barely. I think I participated in one competition. I was not. I kind of showed up to things whenever I felt like not really consistently. OK. Were you in a yeah, young Republicans you? group? No, no, I wasn't. Okay. All right. I thought Why? I could you more than I did. No, I was just trying just to. Just because I'm wearing a blazer, bro. I've got glasses and a part. <laughs> that, all those things, the intro, the cigars and the Mad Men. Yeah, I thought, okay. but Yeah, well, I, I own a small uh, digital advertising business and I was student body president in college. So you're not far off. I'm same type of guy. Yeah, student but body president a... basically – yeah, it's basically young Republicans, but I wasn't out there like we gotta re- restore the nuclear family. <laughs> it's like a that's TV what I do now. That, that's what I do, just yelling into a camera. It's very popular to, well, not pop, but it does well. People, people need to hear that right now. But there's this like a uh, there's this episode of of Mad Men where like the main character Don Draper is sort of getting older, and there's like a younger generation of professionals come into the office, and they're just sort of off put by the way they act. Like the next generation, they're it's disrespectful. And there's a scene where they're in the elevator. And all the guy, all the old guys are holding their hats, and the young guys wearing his like fedora. And Don Draper just takes the hat off his head and puts it in his chest. You know, like don't wear a hat inside. And like now, when I see people wear hats inside, I'm like Don Draper, be pissed. 
And then all you do is you think about doing it and then never do it and then walk out of the elevator. I had that scenario just now. There was this, you know, those pants, they have uh, jokes about that, the floral pants that like just really grip uh, a female's behind beautifully. Mm. And it just, it just makes any girl. And I saw her and she was there. She was on her phone. I'm like, I should say something. I should say something. I like came up with a scenario. I was about to, and then the elevator opened and a giant dumpster came in and I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I made excuses. And then I never talked to her and I'm never going to see her again. And maybe she was my future wife, but it was gone. Yeah, I, she was the one. <laughs> I want I want to be more Don Draper like. I need to go and take off the hat and shove it in the chest next time. I'm gonna do that. That inspired me. Thank you. You gotta use the uh, three second rule, man. Did you ever read The Game by Neil Strauss? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that you think about it and then you did like that's the kiss that you you think about it one, two, three kiss. I remember that. I remember reading that back in high school. That would that really motivated me back in the back in the day. Honestly, it's probably the best self-help book for like any insecure teenager. Not saying that you were insecure. I was. No, I was. Everybody was insecure as a teenager. That's true. That's true. I definitely was. But I read that book and like I got a whole new wardrobe and I think I got my first um, action like within 14 days of finishing that book. Did you start peacocking? You had like feathers? I was peacocking. I had like the huge skater, like Osiris shoes and the skinny jeans were really cool back then. So they were like tucked into the shoes. See, and, I want to call you a homophobic slur, but I forget we're not on Rumble. We're on YouTube, so I can't say that. But I never did peacocking. I, I, it was interesting. I remember that character, too. That was the first book that red-pilled me. That was the first step of my, my red pill journey, or maybe, maybe even sooner uh, being exposed to the feminist. But I think that book really started radicalizing me. Yeah, that's a really good one. His other book, uh, Emergency, is really good. If you liked uh, the game, it's all about like how to survive if society collapses. He um, he did a whole bunch of research, and the book is amazing. He's just such a good storyteller. But he's really good now, right? Peacock, I think so. I mean, he's had like however many uh, best-selling New York Times books. But good writer. I don't know. He, yeah, he's a really good writer. Uh, I actually met him once. I when I was in high school, I drove up to to Chicago and I had him sign my copy of the game. Was he wearing those giant high heels disguised as sneakers? I don't remember what his shoes were, but I just remember his girlfriend was really hot. I remember you know. seeing him walk on stage at the at talk shows and he was wearing like those platform shoes. He used to talk about that a lot because he's like five, six wearing platform really shoes. really short. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. That's good I stuff. I want to know his girlfriend's at, but no, I'm a man of God. I don't need to go indulge. I'm not going to go look at her Instagram. I don't care. We are here to talk about the nuclear family. Yeah, absolutely. So are you going to, when are you going to get married and have kids? <laughs> um... You know, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I think when I was 18, I wanted to have kids. I'm 24 now that I wanted to have kids but uh, by now or maybe even have a one-year-old. But now I'm 24 and I, I, w- I was thinking a lot yesterday. I was watching this video by Courtney Ryan. She has a good series of videos where she interviews women about their unrealistic expectations with how much a, a man should make. All these women mm-hmm. want, a, want a guy who makes 500000 a year and they don't even realize how uncommon that is. The median salary in America is $48,000. and they You all make over four hundred grand. you are in the top 1%. And they have no idea about that. They all they all want like uh, sports cars and they want to be able to travel everywhere and have a giant house. They want those top – all women want a top 1% man and they think they deserve it. And my uh, – what was that? What was my point about that? Uh, I was watching that yesterday, right? Recording video, and, yeah, about having Yeah, kids. and they all want men who are in their early 30s. I thought about that. Not only do they want the top 1% man, but it's like, yeah, he's like five years older. They're like 26, 27. And like, yeah, he's like 32, 33. I'm like, bro, I got – I got time. I don't know why I'm thinking about this now. The girl, the women, the like the most beautiful women, they all want a guy like 10 years older than me. So it's that, that was a good reminder. Like maybe I should chill out. I should stack up my bread, keep on uh, pursuing everything that I, that I can do as a single man. Um, 
early early 20s before I get married and before I have kids. Like there, there's a lot of time. Uh, but I think that's the difference between I think the uh, between a lot of minorities in America and, and white people, white people really wait until they're like 41, like you're like your dad, right? That's you was 41 when he had you. And I think uh, it, it's common in, in, in black culture. I'm a quarter black and being in New York, they have kids like extremely young, like 19, 20. And like, that's just, that's just the norm, but it's better for the generation of your family to, to wait and establish some wealth and, and have property and be able to have life experience before you start thinking about having a family. That's better for the future instead of rushing into it and being immature and not being with the correct person. Yeah, I think that's true. But I also think like when you meet the right person, it's it's just the right person, you know, like whether you're 24 and you meet the right person, you don't want to blow that opportunity by saying, oh, I promised I wasn't going to get married till I'm 32 or whatever, you know. That's true. And at the same time, you, you only have about three or four people in your life before you give up hope and you just <laughs> you just want like some ditzy 19 year old with braces to be around who doesn't know anything is basically a bang made. You, you can only have an, an emotional connection, I think, with like three or four people before you give up. Man. So have you burned through them? No, I still got a couple left. That's cool. That's I cool. I yeah, I only left. had like, I only had like one heartbreak, I would say, but it was so juvenile. It was like high school. And then I was actually engaged when I was in college and we broke up and that didn't bother me at all. <laughs> and now I'm married. So yeah, I've oh. only really had one or two serious relationships. You got kids? Yeah. I got a daughter and another daughter on the way. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Thanks, man. Thanks. But that'd be cool. That'd kids? be cool. Uh, no, I don't have kids, but that'd be dope. Like if by the time I'm 35, if I had a, a couple sons and then they could join the team and they could be part of the company, you know, I'm saying they could already start working at the same time. Maybe it's good to, to start having children now so that they can be like you, you have an army by the time you're 40. Yeah, just Genghis Khan it, man. Just make the whole world your your, your relative. <laughs> I'm probably I'm half Filipino. I'm probably related to Genghis Khan in some form. Like that in some form, that'd be a good way to. We need to we need to start having kids. I mean, a lot more, a lot more people need to start having kids. So that, that, that's just good yeah, part. good people need to have kids and not let anybody fuck with them. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe I don't know, I'm worried. Do you think the schools are as fucked up as people say they are? Because I was in school not that long ago, like. 15 years ago and you know, it Damn. sucked, but it wasn't, it wasn't fucked up. No, it was bad. I was in, I was in high school when Trump got elected and I, I wore a make America great again shirt the day he was elected and the, the tears just, I've never seen people like looking, I, I've had people like I've seen jealousy in people's eyes, but I saw murder in people's no eyes shit. looking around. No, like they were like, <laughs> like all the teachers canceled class. I went to a, like a woke type school, like gay pride flags on the door, safe space signs. Um, it was very, very, very liberal. Um, and walking in with the make America great again shirt, it's like, it was pretty much like walking in with a giant swastika on my forehead. That's how bad it yeah. was. And even when I was in high school, that was when the gender pronoun nonsense started. And I, I was in class with they, thems. I remember being in English class and my English teacher, shout out to her. She, she was a nice girl, uh, but she was a gender studies major. And now my English teacher, we had to go adjust and say like, does they want to give they give them a pencil? It's like singular person, so we're just messing up grammar for for the gender fluid girl. And she changed she, like every other like year. She would be like, you know, I feel like a girl now. It just made absolutely no sense. But I, I was in school at that time, and now they're starting to bring like drag queens, and it, it's getting worse. And I saw the transition, so I was part of it. It is as no bad intended. as intended. <laughs> Fuck. 
it, it, it is as bad as it seems on libs of TikTok. They're, they're transitioning for sure. Man, so that, what, what really bothers me about it, more than just like the obvious mental illness grooming shit even, is like I'm a firm believer that you have to find a way to source your self-esteem from within. And so I've gotten, I would say I've gotten as close as a person can, can get to not giving a fuck what anybody else thinks about me in terms of my self-esteem. Like I'm courteous and I care what other people think and I want to be polite, but you could, anybody could think anything about me and it's not going to harm the way that I see myself, right? But when you insist on someone else referring to you by like different pronouns, it just comes off to me like you're sourcing your identity by the way other people see you more than you're sourcing your identity by the way you see yourself. It's like, all right, it's, well, if you're a girl, why do I have to know you're a girl? Like, why can't you just be a girl and be satisfied with that from like within, right? And that, that's how you debunk that entire trans thing. It's like, I shouldn't have to adjust and you shouldn't have to force it. If you, if you are inherently like a woman deep down, even though you're born with a penis, then just be that. You shouldn't have to right. go and, and change and force everybody's perception of you. People are living very external lives. Where, um, we, a lot of this generation exists only within the minds of other people. It, it's very attention seeking and it, it's the result of social media. I, I really know this because I, I grew up and went through this and it was, I, I had to break out of that. It, it's really a mental trap for a lot of people. Uh, the woke virus that, that is, it's more contagious than COVID. It's, it's bad, but I think that that's a, that's a very baseline part of the culture war is, is good. is easy. Cause you could dunk on it all day. Like trans people, sure. gender pronouns, uh, gender fluidity. It all it's, it's really easy. Uh, so you can make content all day. Matt Walsh is great at it. You can make whole movies about it. But I, I think it, it goes a lot deeper. And you, it, when you really look into the problem, which is what I, I try to do on my live stream on Rumble, uh, is, is figure out like who's doing this, what's the reason behind it, how do we combat this? And I'm not sure what you know or what you think about Ye, but I, I think he, he's getting to the level where he's really breaking that last wall um, of the, the dam of, of the woke virus. So I, I think he's really shaking it up, and I'm not sure – I, I will I support Ye and everything he does, but this this is an important an important fight to have now because it, it's there people don't want to have children anymore. All these women want to be girl bosses. The family's being destroyed from the inside out. Like the the morals are are getting worse and worse, and more people are becoming programmed and are being told that being weak and a loser is a good thing. Uh, the the virtue signaling is terrible, and it's really messing up uh, an entire generation of people's mental health. Like all these people are programmed to be on antidepressants and to be um, to be depressed and weak and think that they have problems and constantly in therapy. They they use it to monetize a, a whole generation's uh, mindset right off off of their unhappiness. So the, the culture war, like, yes, all day long, all day long. Trans people like are not real. Uh, gender fluidity is nonsense. Gender pronouns are bio stupid. Take the Ukraine flat out of your, out of your bio. You're being programmed. Black Lives Matter. You're there protesting for nothing. But I really want to get to uh, the core reason because I, I don't – and I, I like the fact that you're saying that uh, the philosophy of your podcast is that it's shamed upon to be proud to be an American. Uh, these right. people, they, that they boo – soldiers that come back from the war because they're like oh you're bad for killing people mad you people with purple hair and like the witch nose piercing they they laugh if you serve your country so i, I think america doesn't have a lot of chances left and I, i'm wondering what you think about this personally if it doesn't get solved soon i think if we elect more democrats and we have more bots get into office and we keep rigging elect uh, i don't i can't say this on youtube 
Uh, you got to push back. I don't care. You got to push back on that. No, you will. You will get a strike for saying that. Uh, I'm pushing back. I don't know about all that. Right. I got (laughs) that was part of the reason I was terminated on YouTube for talking about that. Um, If we keep on, well, you saw with the Twitter files that you see how the the employees knew that Trump didn't incite a riot, but they they acted like he was inciting violence to ban him off of Twitter. So they are manipulating politicians in real time. If there isn't a solution soon, if we keep electing these these bought and sold candidates, then America's done, in my opinion. And I, I'm starting to prepare like for I, I really hope that the that the right person can be elected in the next uh, in the next election, 2024, or 2028. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm starting to think about leaving because I where, I, you, where I, is there to go, though? So I, I, I kind of like Eastern Europe. I, but then a lot of people are the Middle East. You know, Dubai, I see a lot of cool people are, are living in Dubai, but I, I don't know. I mean, I liked London, but then London got really bad. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just going to stick my flag in the ground in my front yard, dude. <laughs> like, But they, they even made the American flag. They made that a racist symbol. The woke people say that the American flag is not something you should represent because, oh, they, the slavery, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's even, the American flag is like the new Confederate flag for a lot of these woke people. It's getting, you know, how long before some green hair comes and yanks it out of your yard? Yeah, that's not a good idea in Texas, especially now if it's dark out. You know, it's, I was looking up the, the uh, like the, stand your ground laws in texas you know the, the gun laws when can you kill someone when can't you and i could be totally fucking this up i'm not a lawyer just for the sake of the audience but if you see someone on your property who steals something and is running away during the day i don't believe you can kill them at night but you if can. they do it at night you can <laughs> What's the reasoning behind that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what – I have no fucking clue. Like because maybe at night you have like – you don't know if there's more people or like you have more of a reason to feel like your life's threatened. I don't know what the reasoning is. You know what you can there's do? there's a difference. If it happens in the daytime, shoot them with your glasses off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all dark to me. Yeah, yeah. Ray Charles can kill anybody any, anytime he wants. <laughs> if you could still aim, I don't know how bad your eyesight is, but just uh, pull the, the bad vision card. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if that would fly or not, but well, whatever. So I got a question for you. Do you think that this um like this woke shit and this gender stuff that we're seeing like tear through our schools and and you know confuse our kids into thinking they're the opposite gender? Do you think that it's like a fluke that just sort of spontaneously happened because of social media and it was like just like a random almost like a virus outbreak for lack of a better you know example? Or you think that this is like hey we're gonna push this intentionally? It was planned out. I think you could see the way that. They've China, the CCP has used TikTok to infiltrate America and to make us weaker. And people like Biden allow it to happen. They they get money from from the CCP. They don't care about the future generation of kids. If they did, then they wouldn't have allowed Fauci to brainwash and keep all these all the whole generation of children inside for so long and ruin their social abilities. And they know that the what makes us happiest is communication and is relationships with other people. So they kept us inside. They said that you can't sit next to people. You can't talk to them. Cover your face. Don't talk. Go to class on Zoom and just don't learn anything. Sit there and obey and don't talk to friends. And you're a bad person if you don't go home to your – you're a bad person if you go see your family for Christmas 
if you grandma killer mask it's it, it that that's what they did and if they actually cared then they wouldn't have allowed that to happen so that's proof that they don't care the whole woke agenda it's not something accidental it was very intentional it was probably arranged in a boardroom i can imagine like the mad like the don draper type people imagine them coming up with a marketing scheme how do we ruin america and they go on a whiteboard imagine if we turn girls into boys no way no you can't you can't do that watch and they did imagine Next year, they worked. They're like, I can't believe it, Don. You did it. Imagine if you could be two genders at once. No, no way, no way. Imagine if they put they, them in there and people were two genders at once. Imagine if we changed the English language for people's attention-seeking nonsense. No, you can't do that. And then it works. They just yeah. they, they want to see how much power they can take away. How It's funny to them. They're just toying with us. There's nobody at that level of wealth that's flying to these islands and doing these weird satanic meetings. None of them give a fuck about any of this gender stuff. None of them are woke behind it. They only do it in front of the camera so that they can get everybody's empathy on their side and, and weaponize human empathy for their own personal gain. It was very intentional. Well, but they, you have to give it to them though. They, they really do want to make sure that future generations don't have to suffer because of the climate change that we're causing now. <laughs> You can't say that on YouTube as well. No, 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 no. Climate change is real. Uh, That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. They should limit how much carbon we can emit into the. We need social credit scores. This is all good. This but like, seriously, like, like, do you think, like, do you think the guy who you know accidentally drones nine kids in the Middle East actually gives a fuck about the wildlife on the coast of California if sea levels rise during due to melting ice caps like they're acting like they're they're virtue signaling like they're trying to save the planet and they care so much about humanity but everything they do during their life is so anti-human and people still buy it all the time right we love a good Greta Thunberg story we love a good Zelensky winning time person of the year story like we want to give them Oscars for being it, it, we oh he wouldn't be the first Nazi to get it <laughs> We like the we like those stories. We'll continue to buy them forever. But yeah, people people don't really look into it. we're it's a headline culture. So you see Greta Thunberg. Oh look, little girl cares about the climate, cares about the future of the world, and we all clap. But it's a it's yeah. a clown world. It's a clown world chase. Do you think um, you think uh, Russia is going to win the war in Ukraine? I'm not, is this a, against YouTube policy? Like, of, of I don't give course. a fuck, dude. Of course. <laughs> you, you should give a fuck. You should keep your platforms for as long as possible. They, they're, they're I don't have any strikes. They, uh, it's, it's tough. A lot of people don't even want to collaborate with me on YouTube because they're afraid of getting their platform taken away. So I'm surprised. But uh, of course, of course they're going to win. They're going to keep on pouring money into Ukraine and, and making my fault. They're going to keep making uh, Zelensky seem like a hero. But it's the, the war is... It, they're not covering it in, in Western media, but the Russians are absolutely decimating the Ukrainians and it's a war that's never going to be won. Like Russia will take over Ukraine, but we want to keep on money laundering through FDX, the democratic party, Ukraine. It, of course, of course, Russia's going to win. And Putin is completely justified in, in wanting to, and to taking these measures that they, they're putting weapons. They're, they're putting bombs like right to, in his backyard. It's like if China came to Mexico and put a, a an army base right there. Of course, we would attack Mexico. So, it, of course, Russia's going to win. No you doubt. know, it's our, it's it's kind of interesting because I think it's something like seventy percent of Russia's economy is from exporting energy to Europe. And my understanding is that if NATO would have, if if Ukraine would have joined NATO, then 
there would have been a tremendous amount of sort of international leverage over the pipelines that Russia uses to export energy throughout Europe. So it would have put them in like a really untenable sort of vulnerable economic position to have to negotiate with 30 nations rather than one about like pipeline exports, energy exports uh, throughout Europe. And so in a way, by invading Ukraine before Ukraine joined NATO, Putin's preventing World War III rather than mm-hmm. getting closer to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's actually saving the fucking world. Like, I don't think he's a good guy, but this time he did the right thing, in my opinion. If I was the president of Russia, I can say with some confidence you was the that same I thing. would have done the same fucking thing. Why, why do you think he's not a good guy, though? I, I don't see any problem. I think he's doing exactly what he should be doing. He's also a Christian, right? Yeah, I think he's a Christian. I think he's uh, Russian Orthodox. And I, I can't say for certainty that he's a bad person, but my understanding is that they do shit over there, like arrest journalists and stuff. And I don't like that kind of shit. He's not like, right. you know, the most evil person in the world, but he's not somebody that I would vote for given a better alternative. Yeah, but I, I'm starting to realize that like, getting more involved into politics that I, I would consider myself at heart a libertarian. I don't like anybody telling me what to do. I don't like the powers that be. I, I resonate with the fact that you're in Texas and you want your guns and you want to be able to like fuck off government. And if drones come in, everyone's going to shoot them. Like that's what Texas would do. But when, when you look into it and you see the, the future of the world, I think that there is somewhat of a need of an, uh, an author, author, authoritarian leader like Putin or, uh, and, and that's why uh, the, that's why a lot of people are, are coming out and saying that they admire Hitler because he, stood on his principles. And I'm completely against that. I don't, I don't want any government involvement, but the, the reality is, is that most people aren't capable of living in a world like that. And, and you need somebody to tell you what to do and to, to be able to shut out uh, ideologies that don't align with the, the betterment of the nation. So of course, yeah. in, well, in an ideological world, I, I would vote for um, Ron Paul or Rand Paul, like that kind of idea. But it, I don't think it works for a country with over 300 million people. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in a in a crisis, you can't afford to have bureaucracy. You have to have somebody mm-hmm. that can just come in and make shit happen, right? Like yeah. if if the ship's going down, you got to take orders from the captain. Like no fucking around, no voting on what we're gonna do, right? You just gotta fucking deal with it and let, take orders. So and yeah, America hit the that. iceberg. Like we hit yeah. the iceberg. If this is if it's if the ship is sinking, it's right now. It's Mayday, Mayday. We need some lifeboats. It's time to to make some decisions and. I obviously I, I can and I will never be that person. I'm just here to to make, you know, joke around and like scream into a camera. But I think it, I think it's necessary. Do you think shit is worse now, though, than it's ever been? Because like, man, we have a shit ton of history in this country and the Civil War was pretty bad. Like, do you think people were more frightened and worried about the future then than now? Or do you think now we're actually in a more vulnerable position than 1865? And that's true. And in my whole life, at every point, people said, this is the country's never been worse. There's always right. some group of people saying that. I guess it's, it's definitely not worse. And there's probably less violence right now than there has been in a long time, if you look at the actual number of people dying in, in sure. combat. I think so. I'm not, I don't yeah. want to quote a stat out of there. But I think that the, the issue that, that worries me is the, the complete collapse of, of any morality and, and how they're, they're using Satanism and disguising it as activism. So they, they go out and have a whole month full of pride, which is one of the seven sins. They're, they're, they're celebrating how gay they are. And I mean, of course, I, I'm not anyone to judge. And I, I'm a libertarian. I don't think that we should be able to say what you can and can't do. But when you like block off streets to go celebrate degeneracy and put on these puppet costumes and put on your BDSM costumes and twerk in front of kids in the name of progressiveness, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And 
the what I fear for is the the future of uh, kids' mental health. Like the, if they grow up in this, I've, I've seen videos of of what they're they're doing in school, like with all the the pride flags and how they're they're bringing in these sex ed teachers to six year olds. And there's there's now like kid friendly drag shows in New York City. This is a big reason why I left. They are they think that being progressive is is good and like parents in New York City will will bring their kids to pride parades because they want to show other parents how progressive they are, but they don't realize how it it's programming kids to to be involved in something that they don't care about. Like let them go run around, let them play in a sandbox and pick up a toy truck. Why do they have to go see a drag show? This is the stuff that I worry about. And if you can destroy an entire generation's mentality, then there's going to be a lack of leaders. There's going to be a lack of people who stand up. And you've seen how quickly in the past two years, uh, since March 2020, it, they, it went from two weeks to two years and uh, almost three years. It, we're going in and Fauci's getting on TV and saying that you need to get another one, another another jab before you can go see your family. So they've seen how easy it is to manipulate most of the population. In It's like embarrassing, that. frankly. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I don't, I don't think we've ever seen that level of brainwashing in history. I mean, maybe the violence, of course, during the Civil War is worse, but I think this level of brainwashing is... is is Black Mirror level. And it was stuff that we were watching. I, I watched all of Black Mirror on Netflix back in 20, and it's just happening in real time. And if you look what's happening in China, just know that that's the, that's the, the playbook for what's going to happen in America in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's what they want to do with the digital dollar. But I got a question for you because uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of philosophy, though I don't claim to be very knowledgeable uh, just because it's impossible to just the, the volume of history around philosophy. It's, a, it's almost impossible to claim that you're knowledgeable about it. But Nietzsche said famously that God is dead. Right. And the, the novice sort of interprets that as like, Oh, he literally thought God died. But what he meant was that society was moving in a direction where no one would believe in God anymore. Like God's dead, like disco's dead. Right. Same kind of expression. And, you know, what we saw in the 20th century as culturally we moved into sort of like a, a more and more agnostic or atheist or amoral uh, state. That's where we saw World War One, World War Two, major crimes against humanity by a number of different uh, uh, leaders. Like, for example, people don't realize this, that Chairman Mao killed more people between 1958 and 1962 during the Great Leap Forward than all of white supremacy and the history of the world from 1619 to 2019 combined. Like more people died if you add up the numbers and like, obviously white supremacy sucks, but like Hitler's the bad word and Mao isn't. Like, Mao's celebrated like in China. Mao. Yeah. You can say you like Mao. I can go on InfoWars and hang out with you and say, you know, I don't think Mao was a bad guy. No problem. Even though he slaughtered like tens of millions of they people. They have giant gold statues of him in China, like giant monuments. He's, he's still worshiped there. It's completely the opposite. Yeah. But like my question then is like, how do we get back? How do we get back to a moral root? Because if, as a culture, we've like abandoned this notion of of God or, or religion, like it seems like we, as humans, we we have to fill that void with something. And most people just immediately go to the state, like whether they're communists or national socialists or Republicans or Democrats. They're like, the state is going to replace, you know, this this higher power that I you know, that I psychologically need that I don't believe in anymore. Right? I don't know. I just I'm I'm really concerned that yeah, woke is the new religion because people have yeah. uh, have left God and so that they they worship the gay pride flag. The, the White House is covered in the rainbow. That is the new uh, symbol of Christ. That for most people in America, it's and that's what helped me find God as well. I I, I was an atheist. I, I I'm a big fan of niche myself. Like I was a nihilist and I, I didn't really believe in anything and I had a, a hard time believing in God. But 
when you see how they use Satanism to run the world, then God must exist. If, if evil is how they can separate their empathy and control mass amounts of people and they go on islands and do these rituals so that they don't care and have complete control, then God must exist. So that's the only way is to, is to bring back America to a Christian standard and to really tell everybody that, that Jesus is King and Jesus is Lord. And if we don't, if, if Jesus is not worshiped in America, like he was when the country was created, then it, the, the entire idea is, is going to collapse. So I, I hopefully yeah. people can yeah. come and find that again. And for any atheist watching this, the, that that's just follow the same thing that I found. Just, just know that evil is real. Just know that Satan is has a stronghold on information in people's minds right now. So if Satan is in control, then that must mean that there is some God out there. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you think that these people, the, the reason I have a hard time believing that they're Satanists is because I have a hard time believing that they're believers. Like, just like what you said, like if there's a Satan, there's a God. So like, are you telling me that these people believe in God and know that God exists or is their behavior just the natural sort of satanic culmination of a total absence of God, just not believing in God at all? You know what I mean? Like to be a Satanist, you have to believe that like Lucifer that fell God from heaven. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they probably do know that, but they, they choose to, to follow degeneracy and they become power hungry and they, they become, when you get to that level of, of, power hungry, then you, you know that the, you follow the power of Satan. And I think the, the Balenciaga campaign showed a part of that and how they're, they're trying to like slowly show the world, like what they're doing, what the people in power are doing. They it's, it's fun. Like the harsh reality is that evil is fun. It hits your dopamine instead of hitting your love. And you, you can, you can see it through a lot of people in, in this generation now. So yeah, I go on the, the fresh and fit podcast a lot and, you talk to these women who would rather be on Instagram than have a good relationship. So they'd rather they they're choosing dopamine. They're choosing a quick dopamine high instead of long-term gratitude, right? Instead of long-term happiness, they're choosing the quick fix. The same thing. There's a lot of things that fall into Satanism, like doing drugs or uh, murder, something like that. Like I I've never murdered, but I know that in the moment it, like violence gives you an adrenaline rush, like punching someone, right, being in a right. fight. There's it, nothing it, you it, want to do more than just annihilate whatever enemy that you're faced with. Yeah. Yes, there, there is something. It, it strikes dopamine in your head and, and people become addicted to that. And you notice it too with the, the actresses that gain 10 million followers in a, in a week because of some Netflix show. You go on her Instagram and she's covered in blood. They're doing all these blood campaigns. They're there with their fangs out. There are Halloween costumes with them with the devil. Like it, it's fun to reject God. It, it hits your dopamine because you're doing something bad. You're doing something naughty. We all know that. When we were kids, like you steal a lollipop and you get that rush. That same I still do feeling, that. <laughs> that same feeling of stealing a lollipop. Oh, I did something bad. Is this is Satanism on a on a higher form doing bad things like these people that do sacrificial rituals and touch kids? Them doing the wrong thing, they get a high off of it. So they they're choosing to reject God and 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 power trip instead. Do you think this has been going on for hundreds of years, or do you think this is a new phenomena? This has been going on forever, uh, but now they're just more in control than they've ever been. And it's being disguised more. And they, they figured out how to, how to weaponize it and how to manipulate empathy with their evil. But it's always been going on. It's just, it's just 
right in our face now and people still choose to call you a conspiracy theorist if you call it out. So what do you think was really going on with the um, Balenciaga? How do you fucking pronounce it, man? I don't know. Balenciaga. Balenciaga, thank you. What do you think was really going on? Do you think it was just some like eccentric artist who was fucked up and weird who like made a bad call? Or do you think this was like literally an intentional move to try to like eke pedophilia into culture? I think it was an intentional move that they're trying to see how far they can, they can get with it. I think one of the first examples of it, like the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary is like was before this new show Wednesday, which is like them covered in blood. Yeah. Jeffrey he was Dahmer. A good guy. He was a good guy in that show. He was, you end up rooting for him. I didn't watch it, but that's that's has to be, if he's the main character, you, you, they're trying to get you to empathize with some guy exactly. who's eating, who's eating little boys. And I was just in LA, the most demonic city in the country, and they had giant billboards. Dahmer. Imagine, like the families are still alive. Imagine, like, imagine being around there and you see this. Stop! 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 Where did you get that? From? <laughs> and you kind of look like him. That, that was their first test. Their first test was, that was the first test, bro. You were on a podcast with the wrong guy. <laughs> it's, nah, it's, it, it's them trying to see how far they can get and then and manipulating like all, every every young woman nowadays is addicted to, to crime documentaries and they, they love watching serial killers. They're yeah, my wife watches idea. all that shit. And then she has nightmares and she's like, oh, I had so many bad dreams last time. I'm like, yeah, you watched Jeffrey Dahmer murder three people that trusted him. Like, you got to tell her to stop watching that. that, that that's them slowly normalizing serial killers and slowly normalizing the most evil people possible. You got to make a stop watching that. You got to like put a stop to that, please. I think so. Just got to unplug it. Just yeah, block it. Put a child block on her phone. <laughs> I'll tell you the password if you're good. <laughs> Man. So, so what do you think is going to happen in 2024? I kind of think we're fucked to be honest with you. So, but you, you're choosing to stay in America and yeah, cause I'm gonna fight I, for my country. I'd say in Ukraine too, if I was Ukrainian, even though it's hopeless. I would. If I was in Ukraine, I get it. See, this is a good moral question. Like, how much do you do you choose to prioritize yourself, or do you do you choose to die for your country? Um, that would be such an awesome way to die. Like, I told my wife a million times that, like, how like how would you prefer to die? Everyone says like asleep in their bed. I want to be assassinated. Like, that's how you know you did some shit. You know, JFK. Like, he should be fucking proud that his head got blown off. He was doing some real shit. He was. Yeah, yes, but you can't be like, proud don't you want to die? Fighting you're not. Country? How do you feel proud when you're dead? Uh, well, like maybe like the moment right before, like when you realize it's going to happen, but you're still alive. Right. He didn't know. He was die. waving. He was just like, hey, dead. he knew he knew. And even if he did know, is it worth that half a second of gratitude? I don't think it's worth it. So you have to make the decision now for yourself. And I think this is a good moral question for the people watching. Would you choose to die for your country or would you prioritize your family or the future of humanity? So is it worth dying for your country? Or is it worth dying for the future of all people. And I believe in people more than I believe in my country. So yeah, I agree. I'm not just blindly faithful or, or patriotic to an, like a nation, but for me, when I say my country, I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about America. That's got sort of like the theme of this whole fucking podcast and the shit that I, I do. And, and it's my, it's my ideals. And so I think that we don't want to live in a world where people aren't willing to die for their values we can live in a world where people don't want to die for some fucking government. That's fine with me. I don't care. Yeah, run away. Get the fuck out of there. Save yourself. Perpetuate humanity. But we have to have men who are willing to die for their values, I think. I think that's important. But I think I you can still die for your value. Yeah, I, I think it's commendable to, to live your life like that. But 
I think we, we only have a couple more chances. I think uh, Yay in 24 is is a good. I, I will be most likely voting for Yay. I will be voting for Yay, and I, I support everything he's doing. Uh, we'll see if, if he if they allow him to even be nominated, if they allow him to to get that far because he's really breaking that last dam. So um, is that I, like a principal vote for you, or do you actually think he's got a shot? Of course he got a shot. I, I, I think he will win. But No shit? See. You think he's going to win in 24? I, I do think so. If they allow him to, if they allow him to get that far, you see how much they're trying yeah. to, to control everything. Uh, I think Trump Trump is, is, is getting a little bit old, uh, but he I still, respect, I still respect Trump and I think he does love America. Uh, you, you definitely voted for Trump. I mean, he... I voted for him, yeah, but I don't, I'm not going to vote for him uh, in the primary, no matter who, who runs. Vote for oh, you're DeSantis? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm going to wait to see. I might write somebody in, but I was very off put by the, uh, the post he made a couple of weeks ago about temporary, temporarily suspending the constitution in order to get reinstated. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that bothered even, me. Uh, Yay's working that, on rewriting the constitution. Yeah, you can rewrite it. That's fine. That there's a whole process for that. It's called fucking ratification by the States. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Rewrite it, get it voted on. I don't have a problem. People wanted to change the constitution, but if you want to just fucking suspend it so you can get reinstated as the president of the, that's like that's a little too far it's a little i don't know that just doesn't sit well with me you got to understand that i mean i can't talk about this on youtube i really don't want you to get, get you a strike but you can understand why he wants to do that after what may or may not have happened in 2020 right repeal 19 mm. <laughs> so what are you working on man i i went to your website and uh, i see that you like uh, you do some consulting for for people that want to build their uh, their brand on social media is that right yeah i'm working on revamping my course the creativity kit it's going to drop again on january 1st 2023 uh, i'm bringing on professors and we i have a great community of people of course uh the, the course the the general idea of a, of a course right now is it's a series of videos but obviously uh, that doesn't add as much value as the calls like right before this that's why i was like struggling i, I just got off a, a networking call we had a new professor who was um, a multimillionaire from cryptocurrency he was in there like telling everybody about investing and i was learning a lot about finances uh, so then that's a, a great place to to meet people who are like-minded because nowadays it's hard to find people like of course I, i'm talking to you and this sounds like a normal conversation but having a conversation like this when i was back in new york city was almost impossible because everybody is absolutely so brainwashed and they they don't know about any of this and they're there they're there just believing in a, a bunch of garbage uh so it, the best place to find like-minded people is through an online community nowadays or online. Mm-hmm. And I, I provide that in the creativity kit. Not only is it a course for content creators, but it's a great place to network with like, like-minded people and figure out ways to make money alternatively uh, to, to get out of the system that's trying to control us all. And it's been doing great. And uh, I'm looking forward to the future of it. That's uh, the creativity kit.com. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I did some, uh, you know, searching around on the internet for you, uh, uh, of you before, um, before this today, just to kind of prepare, and I wanted to write the right description for the YouTube uh, stream and everything. Rumble, and, uh, Rumble. Oh well, your YouTube stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I did. I watched a couple of videos in your Rumble channel as well. Um, I love this. I love the work that you did with that that you've done with Destiny. That's just such a cool dynamic. Um, yeah, but, it was tough at first because when I was streaming on YouTube, I was going full entertainment mode. So yeah. it was more like kind of like I show speed or Kai Sinat. Like I was just trying to. To entertain, but I, I've noticed myself. I watched back some of my old streams from from this summer. I, I've went through a, a big progression this year. I would consider myself a lot more articulate and um, politically aware, uh, geopolitically aware, and I can talk about a lot more than I was able to back in in June. I, I actually, when I 
May, May, June, I, re I really started to, to live stream seriously. And it's, I've learned a lot since then. And I think it's a testament to, to my motto, seek truth through funny, that if you follow the funny, like them, you pull up the lollipop, stuff like that, the, the funny people are always based in some, some level of reality. And so doing that, I, I really learned a lot about the world, uh, streaming, interacting with my chat, going on my Discord. My Discord is uh, Discord. I just look up Discord Sneeko and talking to a lot of people, having debates with religious people, going back and forth, communicating with different people who are trying to seek the truth. I've learned a lot in a, in a very short period of time. But Destiny, yeah. uh, he, he's, uh, he, I mean, literally, he's a smart guy. He's a blue-haired SJW. He, he's, a, he's literally a blue-haired feminist. Uh, it, it is smart guy, it is. though. It's, I mean, oh, hi, the, Hugh, the, but he, the, he knows the points that he makes are the points that we need to be able to consider and respond to, right? Like a lot of people don't sharpen the saw. Like you, like you mentioned, you sharpen the saw this, the past six months and you've grown a lot. Like we have to have the right reasons to believe the right thing. If we want to create a foundation that's like d defensible, right? Like a lot of people just sort of intuitively believe the right thing. Like I would say that like, for example, QAnon, right? I'm not a QAnon guy. Okay. I think that it was a psyop. That being said, the QAnon people, despite the fact that I think they're wrong about everything are fundamentally right in the foundational philosophy of the movement, which is the political elite are running the show and you can't trust a goddamn thing that they say. Like that's mm -hmm. like the philosophy and they're intuitively right, but they're like getting all the, the, like the details wrong. Right. And so it undermines the entire sort of like, I don't know, I don't want to say right wing because I'm, I'm not partisan like that. Um, uh, but it, it undermines this sort of American, I don't know, culture that's associated with them when people say, well, that's like, that's just some silly shit that this guy's saying. So obviously like him believing that the government is not trustworthy, it must be stupid too. If he believes that this shit's true, it's like, mm -hmm. no, 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 you can be, you can be right about one thing or the philosophy right. or the theme behind something with, and get the details wrong, you know? But that's, that's what the woke agenda does. They, they use one mistake or they use one label. They the daily beast, this liberal Clinton owned, uh, political whatever no one reads it but they they made an article the other day saying uh call me racist racist youtuber joins oh i'm a rumbler racist rumbler joins kanye west campaign they they that was a title article they're trying to call me racist that's how they got andrew tate band they labeled him a misogynist that's how they discredit everything that alex jones have been talking about for 30 years because he's he said some incorrect things uh in the past you got one thing like, wrong got one thing one wrong. thing wrong after 30 years of uncovering the truths about the government like oh isn't that the crazy guy that could blah, blah, blah. and they just shut out everything he's talking about they don't want to hear it they're like no 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 la 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 frogs la, were fucking gay the frogs were fucking gay <laughs> they turned the freaking frogs gay it was right <laughs> they were actually gay i looked it up <laughs> but they put up their blinders it's like a child going la 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 and said misogynist misogynist yeah. conspiracy theorist conspiracy all right all right racist it, they, they shut you out with these terms, but it's starting to lose its oomph. And so a lot of guys like you, for example, they, they can quickly call you like an alt-right racist Nazi and shut you out. But calling me racist is just, it's just, does anyone believe that? Does anyone, I don't think anybody who read that article is like, yeah, this guy's racist. No one thinks it. So I, in, in a way, I have a lot more privilege than you because for woke people, you get written out as a Trump, Trump supporter was like the, the word Nazi back in, in 2016. Like, oh, he's a Trump supporter. And they would just shut you up. I have a right. privilege and I have more freedom of speech than, than white men in America now because of my skin complexion, because a lot of people just don't want to hear it and it can write you out like they have with Alex Jones or, or calling you a Nazi, Trump supporter, blah, 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 racist. It, they're so quick to not even want to hear that. So when it comes from, from somebody like they're me, calling a me people, a Nazi and they're giving tens of billions of dollars to fucking Ukraine with the Azov battalion sporting the black sun. No one looks into that though, but you, <sighs> you, white guy, white guys are having a tough time. Man. You guys, uh, <laughs> No one talks we'll about it. Right. 
They'll be all right. No, I mean, you guys will be fine. But when it comes to freedom of speech, you have the least. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's no fucking freedom of speech for anybody, really. I like what you said. I, I've heard what I've heard you say this before that if, that if there isn't complete freedom of speech, there's no freedom of speech. I think oh. that's that's yeah, that's that's true. So ultimately, we're all fucked in that department. And I I think there's no since there's no there's no new world anymore. There's we, like our four our forefathers, like the pilgrims and shit, when they were facing persecution, religious whatever, they were able to get on a a boat and sail west. And just fucking, all right, we're gonna start our own thing, right? There's there's no West, man. Like this is just, this is the end of the fucking line. And like, yeah, you can go to different countries and you can avoid taxes and you can you can have a good experience and you can work the systems there and, and, and establish some safety. But it's like, don't you want like a culture and a country that actually protects fucking rights and people have freedom and they don't they don't think someone must be morally corrupt just because they're financially successful. Like we shame people because they kick ass. Something we used to never do. We used, like Henry Ford used to be the shit. Kids would grow up. I want to be like Rockefeller. Today it's like, oh, Elon Musk, he's a fucking billionaire and he's taking over the platform. It's like, dude, like wouldn't don't you want your kids to be like Elon Musk? I'd rather have my kid be like Elon Musk than the fucking blue-haired both gender girl on fucking TikTok all the all, you know what I mean? Like Jesus. I, we got our whole it's just I don't know. It's, I'm ranting, but it's all it's all back ass words. They in, in New York, they were calling like there's no ethical billionaire. They like they shame you for wanting right. to make money. They said that there's no ethical billionaire and Elon Musk is a bad person because he doesn't donate all his money to the Clinton Foundation and go save some kids. He doesn't donate to Ukraine or whatever. They they it's a bunch of nonsense. It's it's really a clown world. And maybe the new West, maybe the new sailing to the West is is, is getting a bunch of passports and being able to live all over the world. I think that's uh, the solution that I, I've come to talking to you. Like maybe I should just get a passport, one in the Philippines, one in uh, for the Middle East, one in Eastern Europe, one in South America, and just be able to travel and avoid all the governments and not be bound to one government at all because they're, they're untrustworthy and just be bound to my own beliefs. Yeah, sovereign citizen, man. Well, I know that you, um, uh, you're on a time crunch and we're coming up on an hour. So I really appreciate you coming on, man. I really enjoyed this conversation. I could talk to you for hours. Um, I hope that we'll uh, do this again sometime. It was nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you too, man. Take care.